This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Thanks for being with us. Ramya Amadin, Kelly McDonald, hosts of Kelly and Company. And folks, we want to check out the Kelly and Company podcast when you get some time. You can listen to the show in segment form. You can listen to the complete Kelly and Company podcast experience. We toss on an audio vanity card on there at the end of the full show podcast so you can settle back and enjoy listening to the show in its full form. But maybe you prefer to listen to a segment like the one we've got coming up. If you join a segment here on the program halfway through, you got to go back and check it out and get the whole story. So do that via the podcast feed where we have the show parceled out and available to you in segments. That's the Kelly and Company podcast right from your favorite podcast platform. I'm at the home studio, London, Ontario. Ramya is at the home studio in Toronto. Well, lots of things to talk about when we think employment and what's going on there that we should keep posted about amid the continued hiring challenges and tight labor market some companies are pulling out the stops to show their appreciation to staff well this is a good change uh, as the year comes to a close and we're going to talk about um, some of these results from robert canada's recent survey showing that retention retention remains top of mind for many employers to talk more about this, we're joined by Evangeline Barube, VP Senior Account Manager at Robert Have. Evangeline, nice to have you back on Kelly and Company. Thank you so much for having me. So this study from Robert Have that's showing that uh, employee retention is top of mind right now. Let's talk more about it. Why is that? Any general statements on uh, the result findings? Uh, Well, yes, absolutely, because we are still seeing employees quitting their roles uh, from organizations. So this is definitely uh, top of mind with many managers. We see 79% of managers are concerned about their employees quitting. Uh, So retention is absolutely top of mind for them, and um, particularly when they're also then considering trying to find uh, talent to replace the individuals that uh, would have moved on, um, it's, it's very challenging to, to find uh, the strong talent. So, and that could seriously affect their, their business. That's really something now as we look at so much of this versus four or five years ago when, you know, people who were very gifted, talent, experienced, um, we're, 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 str- we're struggling finding that work. So, what are employers doing to retain that talent? And if not, what should they be doing? Well, certainly bonuses, um, you know, as, as that's kind of uh, uh, what led led the, the, the topic is certainly something to look at. Uh, right. Bonuses are always a great um, retention tool. And, and employees always like to have some um, element of recognition. So again, bonuses are a great way to do that. So if organizations are able to offer that, that's excellent. If they are unable, uh, due to budgetary constraints or whatever the situation is, unable to offer a bonus, then certainly things along the lines of extra paid time off, that goes a long way from a recognition standpoint to, to retain people. Um, Even just good verbal and written recognition programs within an organization are really important. And then, you know, people just love to also have that opportunity to have some sort of staff celebration during work hours. 
Um, things like that actually go a long way with employees to creating a really good environment, which then also helps organizations retain individuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were just talking about, um, you know, speaking of pulling out all the stops, uh, talking about a little bit of play during work. And part of that conversation was that celebration, right? Was the uh the understanding that, yes, these relationships are meaningful and this is how we're showing that. Um, I think it's a it's important. And But this time of year, as you're saying, Evangeline, is the time to really um, take that into consideration. End of year, holiday time, uh, wrapping up. Who knows what kind of year it was for you, your company. Um, and at the end of the day, you do want to show some thanks and appreciation. How about, do you have any thoughts on the not-for-profit sector and how people can show appreciation there. Absolutely, because, I mean, certainly, um, and we see this even with the public sector as well, which are very limited in terms of what they can do from a salary perspective and bonus uh, structure. So um, what we often recommend is if, and this is where, again, having any ability to give any sort of paid time off or any additional perks that you may be able to to do offering a bit of flexibility, um, having you know having people you know if they need to leave early or if they want to have um, you know Monday and Friday work from home, some of those types of things go a long way with people, particularly now post pandemic. Uh, we also just um, recommend if you're able to add any sort of benefits to your benefit program that may not cost the same amount as like the bonus. And again, you may be limited in what you can do uh, from a compensation perspective. Then if you're able to add any sort of uh, like, you know, um, beef up your massage therapy um, (laughs) benefit or um, offer some sort of health spending account or something along those lines, uh, we see uh, individuals really looking to that as also a really great perk. Um, so there's lots of different ways that outside of just straight compensation or bonuses that organizations in the not-for-profit or public sector can do to um, show their appreciation to their employees and give that little extra something to them. And I guess that would really apply to just any employers, especially in this time and age, because if the finances aren't there, which again, we would hear that argument years ago too, but you've got to get creative you've got to as you say maybe maybe it's it's the the medical package that, that you offer your 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 support your insurance or or something for finance later on down the way um what what a what a tough thing to sit around the board table talking with your board about how do we do this so let's look at the employees what do, can they do if they don't feel they're uh, getting that compensation that they so deserve well, we, we definitely recommend um, one of the great places to start is just actually going to their leader, uh, right. to their upline leader, and having um, a very respectful, uh, open, transparent conversation about it. Um, if, if it comes down to, you know, sometimes the leaders will say, well, unfortunately, we as an organization just aren't in a position right now to do this, then, uh, you know, let's say give you a bonus. Well, then that's when the employee can say, well, you know, if if I'm going to, you know, do extra and and try to do some different things, is there other ways to award us like 
can I get Friday afternoon off or that kind of thing and and offer just suggestions as well um, that may resonate with that employee or maybe others. Um, But yeah, it just really starts with the conversation. Do you feel that, and from what your research, what you found, are people having more of those than they ever would have dared five, 20 years ago? Is there confidence in them? Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm seeing more individuals having a lot more comfort around uh, just being more authentic and transparent, which is great to see. Um, You know, I still think some individuals are going to be hesitant, but um, I think what came out of the pandemic is people started to open up a bit more um, because we all went through a kind of a crazy time together. Um, And so I'm finding that people are just more and more open to just talking about where they're at, um, what's important to them. And, and I think also the pandemic just put us all in a place where we, um, or most of us in a place where, you know, what we value and what motivates us um, and, and we want things to be a little more meaningful now. Um, So those sorts of things, we we kind of go to our employer to discuss how do we make that work within, you know, our, our uh, work environment. Yeah, and in that same token, Evangeline, I'm, I'm curious about what you suggest for people who believe, like employees, who believe um, that they're, they're in need of more compensation, they know they deserve it, uh, but they're not receiving it. What do you suggest? I would definitely suggest um, before you go and have that conversation, particularly even if you're looking at from just a base compensation standpoint, not just bonuses, go to do some research. So try to get a sense of what other individuals in your industry doing similar roles to yourself are getting paid. Um, Because if you're going to go to your employer and request more compensation, it's going to go a lot farther if you've actually done some homework and you can actually demonstrate to them how you are not being compensated adequately for what you're doing. Um, So, you know, at at Robert Half, we have a salary guide. Um, You can certainly reference that. And like I said, just, you know, even if you know other people in other organizations that are in the same industry as you, you might want to do a little research there. Also just looking at job ads online because some of them actually show the salary ranges for different positions. So you can leverage that. And so just go literally with that to, to your manager to highlight why you feel that you should be getting paid more. And, and hopefully um, they see that, that argument and are, and are open to having that discussion. Well, and I think with people nowadays, with the recruitment issues out there being such a tough nut uh, to, to crack for them because so many people have looked and said, hey, maybe I should be getting paid more. Maybe I should be getting this. Maybe I could ask for this because I know I'm going to be told, no, we can't pay you more. I, I think everybody's so much more savvy. And as you said, having those conversations and thinking about what work-life balance, everything like that for them, what is important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I just wanted to find out, is there anything else that you've noted in the survey that we haven't covered that we should? I think think we've covered uh, much of what was in the survey and and what's really some of the highlights. But um, 
I think there's lots of different ways to reward your employees. Um, and so I think what really came out of it um, is just that ability to offer some level of recognition to your employees to help with retention and even then inevitably attraction to your organization uh, of talent because your, your organization is going to have a good reputation in the marketplace. Yeah, I, I believe that you're, you've pointed out um, various different ways to think outside the box or to kind of limit the comparison of what should be, like what should be standardized as uh, rewards or compensation or bonus. Um, and just at the end of the day, go back to the intention of how to show appreciation to your employees. Evangeline, where can we go and where can we send listeners to go and find out more information about the study conducted by Robert Half? Um, definitely go to our website um, and uh, at www.roberthalf.com and um, and also you know uh, like my for myself I'm on LinkedIn uh, so don't hesitate to, to reach out to me if you have any more specific questions happy to share with you what we're seeing in the market and what uh, what clients are doing. Okay, great. And really quickly, we just have a second, but anything um, up for the holidays? I know that Robert Half has a lot of resources for people. So anything leading up to the holidays that we can look forward to hopefully talking to you about in December? You know, I'm not 100% sure um, <laughs> of everything, okay. but um, I, do know that, I do know that we definitely will continue to keep a very close eye on um, hiring trends because... Um, they're, they're changing. It's a, it's a very dynamic environment out there right now. And so um, we will continue to do more and more surveys just to keep a real pulse on where things are at, particularly as we go into next year. And there's a lot of talk about recession. Um, what yes. is, you know, it'll be good to have a good sense of what does that actually play out uh, for with, with um, hiring and the talent shortage. And we look forward to chatting more about that with you all. Thank you, Evangeline. Have a great rest of your day. Yes, you too. Evangeline Barube, VP Senior Account Manager at Robert Half Canada, talking about their recent survey results about employee retention and compensation. Yeah, always a big chat, especially now. It's hard enough worrying about finding people, let alone people leaving, and uh, that being a tough one. Coming up, folks, grocery shopping has become more expensive this year. Mary Mamaliti is going to tell us what we can do to cut down grocery expenses in two minutes here on Kelly and Company. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.